Welcome to the Thriving Leader Podcast, a podcast to help you thrive wherever you lead, whether at home, work, or beyond. I'm your co-host, Dominic Scott, youth pastor at New Life Church in Frederick, Maryland. And we believe that God has designed us to be people of influence, and that happens when we lean into Him and to each other. Each month, we're releasing a new episode to help you thrive in the different areas of leadership in your life. And this month, I'll be interviewing our host of the podcast, Abe and his wife, Stacy Pfeiffer, lead pastors of New Life Church. We're going to be talking about what it looks like to win at work and win at home in the life of a leader. I strongly believe that there are insights that both Pastor Abe and Stacy provide in this podcast that families will want to apply to their lives. And you'll hear directly from them about their experiences on stewarding and thriving at the intersection of leadership at work and their home life. So without further ado, let's dive into our conversation. Well, hey, Pastor A, Pastor Stacey, thank you guys so much for doing this interview. A lot of our listeners are probably very eager to hear about winning at work and at home. And so you guys have a lot of experience in both of those areas, and I think we're going to have a great conversation today. And so I just I just want to waste a little time and just get into our first question. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of people who they have a home life, they have a work life. And a lot of times those two things are distinct from one another. And especially in the marketplace, those two things don't intertwine. But I know you guys have a lot of experience across the United States from Oregon to Colorado and now in Maryland of having uh, a leadership at the church and leadership at home and a home life. And I think a lot of people are curious, especially our listeners and those within the church is uh, we would love to hear if you guys could just to kind of open up this podcast, just, just give us your thoughts on what it means to have your work life, your home life and your leadership intersect, just your overarching thoughts on that concept. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. Well, I would just begin by saying, I think uh, the word integrity to me probably sums it all up from the standpoint of to have integrity doesn't mean merely that you're telling the truth. It means that you're fully integrated. In other words, the person that you are out there at work or wherever you go is the person that you are at home as well. Mm. And I think where a lot of families and marriages uh, would go haywire Mm -hmm. is that there becomes this disconnect. And uh, especially our kids uh, are the ones that probably get better at reading that than anyone else in our lives. And they may not know how to articulate it, but they start to get that sense that, wait a second, something feels off here. Mm -hmm. Like, I see you acting that way there. I see you interacting that way with those people. But then I see you acting that way in this way at home. And, uh, and so I think first and foremost, if I were to, again, just talk about if you were to try to identify a secret ingredient to mm-hmm. uh, winning at work and home. That's where you have to start is integrity. Yeah, I think uh, right along those same lines, the first word that pops in my head is be real, right? And that's really what that integrity is, being real wherever I'm at, whether I'm in the car, whether I'm at the store, whether I'm at work, whether I'm at church, wherever it is, but I'm showing God's love in the same way 
each place. And I think it really does come down to showing our kids that we're real in all those places. And then we may make mistakes. It doesn't mean that it, we're going to be perfect, but it does mean that we are going to be real. Yeah. I, I think both of you guys mentioned something that is a question that I have for you later and I won't ask now, but it's, you know, how your kids see that, that balance and we'll get there. But f- for Abe, I, you know, you really inspire me. I don't know if I say it enough, but you inspire me a lot in seeing you, you know, balance being a father, being a pastor, and even being a full-time student and doing it well. I think that has inspired me in a lot of ways. And I actually got to see you recently finish your master's degree. So congratulations on that. And that's that's no small feat. Um, can you guys just walk me through how you were able to balance that extra time spent on classwork with pastoring and your home life and what type of conversations did you guys have in that season? Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, before you'd get there, even to that whole, to the whole, that whole realm of, of, you know, doing school and work at the same time, I think it really comes down to what kind of foundation do you already have, mm-hmm. um, for just how you function, you know, and, and, kind of coming back to that integrity question that we asked or that I mentioned at the beginning or just that notion of the secret being integrity. Mm-hmm. I think you have to start with um, what's like, what's fueling how you approach mm-hmm. work. And, and I think that's where I would point first of all, to making sure that you're not letting external expectations drive how you then function at home and uh, I know that's really really hard but um, but being aware of those moments when you're making a decision that's going to affect your kids your your family and being aware of when it's not merely just something on your to-do list or a project Mm, you have to finish but you're actually allowing the expectations that others are imposing on you to impact (laughs) your relationships and the quality of life and the, mm. your, your presence with your family. And mm-hmm. so that to me is the foundation for anything you're going to try and accomplish. And so yeah. uh, if you're, if there's someone out there right now that's thinking about taking on something in addition to what they already have on their plate, mm-hmm. if you're thinking about going back to school, thinking about taking a second job, you're thinking about, you know, make adding another commitment to your already pretty full list of responsibilities the, f- yeah. the thing that i would speak to is first of all do you, are you able to stop and be honest with yourself and especially if you're married with your spouse to go wait what's behind this like yeah. why am i actually saying yes to this why am i actually um, committing myself to this because if it's simply that you're trying to uh, live up to some expectation, you know, and, and fulfilling these obligations or achieving this certain level of success. Mm-hmm. If you can't be honest with yourself, then anything else you add to your life is only going to compound the issue and make things worse. And, yeah. uh, and so, so then to answer your question, when it comes to how do we manage that during the masters, I will tell you, it was hard. It was yeah. not easy. Yeah. For me and for Stacy, for the kids, <laughs> yeah, uh, there were times where you know I'm in my office feverishly trying to finish a paper. And I can hear my little toddler uh, <laughs> at the door, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, just yeah. you know beating myself upside the head, going, "You're such a bad father." And uh, and yet there was, for one thing, 
I would see one thing that helped during that season was knowing that it was a season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing I would say is, uh, you know, if you are committing to something, um, like count the cost, understand mm-hmm. it's a season, communicate with your spouse about that mm-hmm. and talk about like, what are we going to do um, to still make the most of this season and mm-hmm. not just say, well, say goodbye to dad for two years. <laughs> but it's uh, so for us, it, it was things like just. Um, still not neglecting the moments along the way, like dinner yeah. time. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I still sat down with the family for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I we still uh, would have uh, individual date times with our kids and with mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. While they weren't probably as much as we would have preferred, we still mm-hmm. found times for yeah. those. And and especially one thing that's important to our family is getaways together. Yeah, and we still had those times. Um, and that helped. It it helped me. It helped us. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, still, you know, again, have hopefulness that, okay, this season is a season and, it, and it's going to come to an end, but we're still together in yeah, this. We're still yeah. having fun together. And that really helped. Yeah. And I, I love that you say that because, you know, we've had conversations of, of opportunities that I've gotten. And, you know, I know that you walk the walk because you would ask me, is this going to take away from something else? And I think that really points to the truth of counting the costs. Is this one, is this what, is this what God would have for you? But also how is this affecting other areas of your life? And I think for me as a single person, I think that's a good thing to realize now before I get into a relationship, before I have kids, because sometimes as a single person, I still feel like, oh my goodness, you you have this, uh, this uh, illusion that you can take on everything. But the reality is that you can't, you really do have to count the cost and say, Okay, how am I managing my own life? That way, you know, I can be I can be faithful with what I have and that's when God will say, "Hey, okay, you're ready. Here's 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 more for you." And so, I I love I love that answer because I think that really speaks into that truth. Um, Stacey, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think what Abe said about just, you know, really being in agreement in those seat and realizing it really is a season and I think for me, I I had to really even realize that in that season, I might have to pick up a little bit more, but it was okay because we were in agreement with one another. Yeah. And we were still doing those very core things, like you said, taking time, even if it was a little less time to, you know, go out on a date or Mm -hmm. find some time together, find time with the kids. But um, yet um, realizing at the same time, I might have to pick up a little more in that Mm -hmm. season, Mm -hmm. but yet being okay because I knew it was just a season. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd I love to ask you the next question, Stacy. Sure. Um, you guys have four amazing kids. We've, we've already mm-hmm. started talking about them, ranging from almost four to 21. And mm-hmm. I've I've heard you guys call Brooklyn the grand finale. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I don't think any of us at the church, those who know and love you, can imagine a life without Brooklyn. She brings so much mm-hmm. joy and she just lights up a room and she's probably in three out of four sermon illustrations. She's, <laughs> she's, she's great. But, you know, so tell me, what was that like in your leadership in the church and as parents having a brand new baby in the household again? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think at first we were a little bit shocked, maybe, to be mm-hmm. totally honest. A little bit shocked, but I love that his plans are always better than ours. And yeah. um, that was just reigned so true, I think, for just our whole family, really, that God's plans are so much bigger and so much better than ours. And Brooklyn was really uh, such a part of that. It was really, it was definitely a reorienting season, I feel like. Mm-hmm. where we really had to come back to finding that balance yeah. of how do I balance this mm-hmm. new little baby? And then also at the time she was born was right in the middle of COVID. So it was a new mm. church dynamic, yeah. a new church style that we were trying to navigate along with having this little newborn mm-hmm. and um, really having to show each other some grace, having to go, okay, whoops, I forgot about this or what this entailed. Or yeah. <laughs> having to go, yeah. okay, you know, I um, we, we didn't do that right we didn't do that well so we're gonna have to try that again you know when it comes to even um, being on video or you know and but I think the thing I learned out of that season is really having to ask for help Mm. and um, come to a point where I not only ask Abe for help in some ways but even coming to others in our church community and going Mm. hey would you help in this season would you help navigate this with us you know so I feel like that was a really just a lesson that the Lord really taught me in that season what's the saying it takes a village yes yeah (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for sure a a good village to help out with Uh that that's that's awesome I'd love to hear from you Abe how how was that whole experience for you having a brand new baby in the house how did that affect home life and leadership yeah it was (laughs) It was exciting and and hard all at the same time. Not not necessarily having the baby, but I think especially in that COVID season, um, and I think just trying to navigate so many emotions, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. was a lot of it. Like there was some incredible highs, you know, and some just stressful, anxious times. Even mm-hmm. uh, you know some you know lows, I guess you could say, just trying to figure out new normal for us on Mm -hmm. multiple levels. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, but for me, I I wouldn't trade it for the world. I think Mm. for us Mm -hmm. again, because there was just this gift of, you know, joy in the midst of it all. I think it gave us something as a family to kind of rally around, Mm -hmm. you know, just embracing this new little life. And um, I think in many ways that I think it helped us as a family kind of rediscover being a family and, you don't realize sometimes how you've gotten into certain ruts, mm. you know, uh, as a couple or as a yeah. family. And uh, and sometimes, I mean, God will do it in different ways in our lives. Mm. But those surprises that come, um, however they may be, how you embrace them and yeah. the attitude you have toward them really will make all the difference. And so mm. we just, which I can't imagine having another perspective but we really had a gratitude yeah uh, Yeah. regarding her rather than the inconvenience (laughs) that maybe many people when they hear they go oh my goodness but for us we've just never really seen it that way and seen her that way and so for us it really has been a big difference maker yeah yeah Mm -hmm. you know getting to know your kids specifically your three oldest kids these past couple of years um it's been great they're they're such solid people in and of themselves, like mm-hmm. apart from because they have the last name Pfeiffer, apart from whatever, getting to know them personally, they, they're they're amazing people. And it's clear to me that they have made their faith their own. Mm-hmm. 
and you hear about stereotypical pastor's kid, the the rebel, the one who gets into trouble or the, the one who only comes to church because their parents drag them to church. But when I think of those stereotypes, none of your kids fit into that. And I, I think there's something to say about that and how you guys raise your kids and even how how they look at your life and see that balance of, of home life and leadership and how those two things intersect. And my question, my question is this, were there any conscious efforts on your part to ensure that your kids saw the best relation between home life and leadership? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think for us, first of all, it really, um, as pretty driven visionary leaders for us, we have always tried to embrace that tension between uh, uh, still having living and leading from a place of vision and and being uh, wholeheartedly committed to and invested in what God has called us to do as pastors, but also f- being fully uh, passionate and present with our primary ministry, which is that of parenting our children. Yeah, and so I yeah. think uh, the way that we have, I, I think, balanced that, you know, found that tension, kind of what we've used for that is just um, finding the ways that we need to be present with our kids yeah. in mm-hmm. a given season. And that changes yeah. from season to season based on their personalities, uh, based on their uh, the season of life they're in and that we're in. But one way or another always consciously going how do they how do i need to and how do they need me to be present with them mm-hmm. um right now yeah and uh and i think we we've mm-hmm. talked about that just throughout the years not that we like have it scheduled or anything but it just seems to be something we come back to mm-hmm. uh and that's really helped us you know rather than i think a lot of people can end up kind of swinging on these extremes sure. where it's reactionary mm-hmm. yeah right and it's almost like um I heard it once described as a lot of people, they're trying to find this balance, mm-hmm. you know? And so mm-hmm. the, it's like if you put a fulcrum in the middle of a, of a, of a board, you know, and you put it on, you put that board on there and you're like, get it perfectly balanced. Then you kind of come to this place. Like, All right, we have a perfectly balanced. No, no one move, <laughs> which is <laughs> never going to happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and they, and, and so the person that I heard describing this was actually pastor Wayne Cordero. He described it as you got to learn how to move the fulcrum, um, from season to season. And that really is about um, learning to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and, mm-hmm. and really yeah. listening mm-hmm. to God, listening to each other in a way that says, mm-hmm. um, how can I best serve and support and be with mm-hmm. them in the season that we're in? Yeah. And so that's something that we learned early on and it's been really helpful for us. Anything you'd yeah. add to that? Yeah, I'll just give a real practical example. I remember with our oldest son, he, uh, he went to public school, and I really felt like in that season, my job was to pick him up from school. And um, partially, not just to give him a ride home, he probably could have taken a bus, could have sure. walked with friends. But for me, it was more than that. It was, I wanted to hear about his day. I yeah. wanted to capture yeah. those 10, 15 minutes on the way home and just hear, mm. oh, what went on today? What did you, you know, what'd you hear at school? What were your friends facing? Or what'd you mm. face today? Mm. And 
be able to speak into that. And I felt like that was a real season where the Lord called me to do that. And it meant making some exceptions, even Mm -hmm. in our, um, even in the church world, you know, having to go, Hey, you know, Oh, I'm going to put that meeting to this time or that time so that I can go pick up, um, Marcus from school so that I can, um, take those really seize those moments. And so it was such a, and I felt like the Lord has done that in, like Abe was saying, just different seasons where the Holy Spirit really speaks to us to even show what we talked about first, that integrity, that realness with our kids that, Hey, I, that I want to be here for you. I want to hear, I want you to see Jesus, um, in, you know, in the moments that you're in, you know, in the Mm -hmm. seasons you're in, whether that would be at school or whatever you're facing something that we would be able to really be, um, be able to hear that and speak into it. So, yeah. And I I would say, you know, between both your answers, something I'm hearing is, is intentionality Mm -hmm. with your, with your kids. And you, you use the word, uh, people, they wait. And then once they wait, it becomes a reaction to something. And I've, I've heard people talk about being proactive versus reactive and proactivity is doing things in advance, knowing that it's going to benefit rather than Mm -hmm. at the spur of the moment, you have to to figure out what, how do I talk to my kid about this Mm -hmm. or how do I respond to this? And so I think that's kind of the, the, Mm-hmm. The theme there between both your answers is that intentionality yeah. and mm-hmm. and being proactive. Yeah, let me. Can I add something yeah, to absolutely. that as well? I think because uh, w- probably one of the trickier things is then, um, like, how do you do that during turbulent times in leadership? Mm. Yeah, and right. That's so uh, when you're, you know, we've always had this kind of um, adventure approach to ministry and so we want our kids to be on the adventure with us sure. so we really have you know even when we moved our family from Oregon to Maryland uh, uh, and it was not something we were looking for but it was something that um, God was doing and yeah yeah and so we just embraced it and invited them to embrace it with us and and so you know that adventure mentality was really mm. really good uh, but I, I remember, though, there there was a time or two um, where we went through you know, some just difficult seasons where um, we experienced some kind of shocking, hurtful times. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember one in, in particular where a, there was this day where we were, Stacy and I were kind of caught off guard and hurt in a situation. It would have been very easy for us to go uh, hide in our room and cry and and. Yeah. you know, play sad music all day long. Uh, <laughs> but we chose to go get, you know, smoothies and go to the park with the kids and played and just chose to engage and have fun. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Even when it felt a little turbulent at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And to me, those probably looking back were probably some of the more defining moments for us in, in terms of our family and leadership, because we sent this message to our kids and they, you know, they were aware at some level that something was going on. They probably didn't understand or even know all the details, but what they felt was that our parents love us and we're yeah. together in this. Yeah. Uh, and I think that yeah. those are the times I think as parents and leadership that, especially when you're going through turbulent times is continuing to show up and continuing sure, to be yeah. present, even when you want to run and hide. Yeah. 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 And I, I would even to to respond to that, you know, one of, one of the values at our church is, is, is joy. 
And I would say that's a personal value of, of the Pfeiffer's because whenever I see you guys, you're always smiling. Whenever I see the kids are always smiling. And I think even in response to that story, like that's evidence that no matter what, we're going to choose joy. No matter what's going on, joy is something that we can always find even in the midst of the turbulence. So I think having that in the, in the midst of uh, just navigating that intersection of, of life and leadership, I think having that value is such a crucial aspect of that. So there, there are a lot of people in our church and perhaps some listening to this podcast right now who they run their own business or have a significant role within their company. And I think for someone working in the church, it can be at least on paper easier to see the intersection of home life and leadership for someone working in the church. There may be a bit more flexibility when it comes to, to that, that intersection. Um, but for someone in the marketplace, it may be a bit difficult for them to see that intersection. And so what what sort of advice would you give the businessman working crazy hours on that intersection of home life and leadership? Hmm. Gosh, I think just be present um, when you are there, you know, because yeah. I know we can't all, you know, if you are working in a business world, you may not be able to dictate your schedule and um and so I think sometimes it's just realizing that Lord when I am at home I'm going to be present I'm going to be here with my kids I'm going to focus in you know whatever that means if that's you know for the evening before they go to bed or whatever it would be but I'm going to be here yeah Mm -hmm. it's good yeah yeah it's it is yeah turning off the phone uh yeah yeah, and just I mentioned it earlier but uh those table times, you know, being able yeah, to have a meal together, uh, and give time for just stories and laughter, uh, and, uh, and just listening and, and not, I think, yeah, not, un- don't underestimate the power and the importance of the, the simple things. Uh, yeah. as Stacy mentioned earlier, whether that's picking them up from school, uh, whether that's reading a, a book before bedtime, mm-hmm. uh, those little things that may not seem like a big deal to us. And, uh, and like I said before, you know, sometimes we, we feel the weight and the pressure of everything we have going on and and it's easy to go like, you don't need me to read you a book or you don't need, you know, you don't need me to pick you up from school, but just seeing those simple little things as opportunities, you know, Mm -hmm. rather than seeing them, I know it's cliche, but rather than seeing obstacles, see opportunities. And, and, uh, and so if you can start to do that, um, no matter how busy and, and, and hectic your life is, uh, we all have time for simple, you know, even brief moments. And if you make the most of those, it goes a long, long way. Yeah. It, you know, we, we've been talking a bit about that intersection of home life and leadership. And we've spoken to the church leader, the business world leader. The truth of the matter is, is that none of us are perfect. And there is... There's there's a good thing that people can see from a leader who has made a mistake but also has done what's necessary to, done what's necessary to correct that. And so I this requires a little vulnerability, but I would love if you guys can share a time where you feel we missed the mark, but it didn't just stay there. Tell us about that time and what you guys did to make that correction when you felt like we we missed the mark here in that in that intersection of home life and leadership. Hmm. Uh, I mean, 
there were seasons where I would just say we allowed it to get too busy. Sure. Uh, and yeah. some of that was maybe uh, church uh, and you know work related, but some of it was uh, kids' sports schedules as well. Yeah. Where we just allowed too much to fill our lives, and we were just going <laughs> constantly. Yeah. And uh, and at the end of the day, like it's funny because when you're in those times, those seasons, it's easy to feel like. Um, almost a victim like well we can't help it yeah and the reality is you can help yeah. it yeah <laughs> you can say no and we w- our correction was just finding those places we needed to say no at one point it was just yeah. telling our kids okay we can't be on this many teams at any one given time yeah. so yeah. pick the sport pick the <laughs> yeah. team you know what one at a time and that's what we're going to do this season or even yeah. hey mm-hmm. You you played a few seasons in a row. Why don't you take this season off, yeah, uh, yeah. And, or at least minimize and and then for us, same kind of a thing. Like mm-hmm. there was a time where we were leading too many groups and evening events, mm-hmm. and it was all right. We need to pull back on that, and we're gonna yeah. take either this this semester off. We're not gonna lead a life group this semester, or uh, yeah, we're we're gonna limit it to this only this number of meetings in an evening, yeah. a week yeah. or a month, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, it was just those kinds of things, just being being able to be honest with yourself. And sometimes it it took a little bit of the, uh, I guess you could say, pain, whether it was like just d- dropped responsibilities, that kind of thing that mm-hmm. brought that attention. But ultimately, it was acting quickly once you recognized it. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that we often let the calendar rule Mm -hmm. us instead of being dictating the calendar and um so coming back to that over and over again having to go okay where is it that we need to let some things go and Mm -hmm. um and be okay you know with that so could you guys tell us about someone who's been influential to you maybe it's maybe it's a parent maybe it's a, a, a leader in your life but someone who's been the most influential to you in regard to your home life and leadership and the intersection of that Mm. I think for me, um, definitely my own parents have been such an example, um, just really showing me what, um, you know, ministry and parenting look like, I think, and, um, and life and, um, have just really, even, even that aspect of being real, I really felt my, like my parents, uh, showed that to me, even as a pastor's kid, just really emulated, emulated that, um, you know, life with Jesus wherever they were, you mm. know, and it wasn't just here at church, they're one way and here at home, they're the other, but it was same, you know, yeah. here, you know, at church, we're this way and at home, we're this way. And I so appreciated that. And I really always felt too, like my parents just definitely um, gave my brother and I just that time. And they were always very intentional about that, mm-hmm. just really focusing on time with us and yeah. not just with the church or people from the church or yeah so we might have to rename our podcast to uh the larry spouse to shout out because he was shout out (laughs) he was influential in pastor randy remington's life and for those who don't know who are listening larry spouse is uh the father of stacy and he's been very influential but um yeah Yeah. i'd I'd love to hear you know your who has been most influential to you in regard to that Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny because one of the people I was thinking of was Randy Remington, uh, who, you know, we were under him for a little while in our early ministry years and just seeing Mm -hmm. 
him and his wife Sandy and how they uh, led and, and led their home um, mm-hmm. was really impactful and always has been for us. They've been you know people that we look up to that way. And you know it's interesting. I, I think one of the other influences though that I was just thinking about that really made a big difference for us. Our first church in Colorado um, that we led um, when our kids were very young. Yeah. Um, there was some amazing people in that church that uh, when we were starting out as pastors had no clue what we were doing. <laughs> and the way yeah. that we experienced uh, family and community in the church, the way that God gave our kids mm-hmm. adopted grandparents there and, and really people became even kind of adoptive yeah. parents to us when we were away from family really for the first time like that, uh, you know, and, um, and they really, I think that what we learned from them as leaders and what we just experienced in that church, I think did more than I think we fully even <laughs> were aware of at the time. I think yeah. we've become more yeah. and more aware of it now, but just it was transformational for yeah. us to yeah. really mm-hmm. experience just the grace of God's people loving yeah. well. Yeah. And uh, and I think to me that, that even the freedom and the encouragement that gave us that they – they didn't put a lot of that expectation on us that often causes pastors to, you know, burn out, mm-hmm. causes pastors' kids to get bitter. Sure. We didn't experience that. Our kids didn't experience that. And so, therefore, uh, it really just set us on a good course that I'm yeah. Yeah. Tr- truly, truly grateful for. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, they really did love us well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Show us. I remember um, all those couples that he's referring to were so just vulnerable with their lives and I remember looking now looking back just um realizing how special that was that they were they admitted to even some of the mistakes they made as parents Mm. and some of the things they struggled with Mm -hmm. but yet how the Lord had taught them through that process and that was so helpful as young parents just seeing that you know and um but yet also not feeling an expectation at all from them so they really were such a blessing so good mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's great well any any final thoughts or pieces of advice that you wanted to give to our listeners before we wrap up yeah one thought that i had was uh, just coming back to um whether it's the marketplace uh, business leader business owner or or pastor who has a lot on their plate uh the the phrase that was in my heart was just to don't underestimate the power of along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sometimes yeah. we can have this mentality that, oh, if I'm going to uh, invest spiritually and do well at home, uh, that that I have to like <laughs> do these two-hour devotionals every yeah, day, yeah. and I've got to, you know, ha- have all of these things that again aren't bad things, sure. but I don't know that they're always realistic. At least things that we may internalize yeah. and put on ourselves and just to really embrace the power of along the way. I'm reminded of Deuteronomy uh, 6, 7 that tells us to impress you know, the, the commands and the laws yeah. of the Lord on our children to talk about them. It says when you sit at home mm-hmm. and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up and it's just that along the way yeah. discipleship, yeah. that along the way investment that yeah. um, I would just encourage you that if you start to think that way, it could revolutionize uh, yeah. your ability to just do well at home mm-hmm. uh, while also being able to continue to do what God's given you to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so good. good. So good. I, yeah, I would say the same, really the same thing, you know, just 
Um, yeah, I love that verse in Deuteronomy because of that very thing. It just is so real that we are to be who we are mm-hmm. everywhere we go. Yeah, and if good. our s- kids can see that, that is what will change them. That is what will impact them. That was what will give them a faith yeah. that is solid is when we just show, you know, mistakes or, <laughs> you know, um, if we've made it, done it all right one time, you know, whatever it is. But if we just show it all wherever we're at, you know, in whatever season we're at, that that is really what's going to make the difference for our kids, I think. That's awesome. Yep. Amen. Yeah. Well, as we as we begin to wrap up this conversation, um, I, I think something that we did in our first episode is we had some resources to give uh, people regarding prayer. And I'd love if you guys could just share some good resources um, that you would recommend for families when it comes to that intersection of home life and leadership. Are there any good books or even other podcasts that we support that you guys would recommend for those looking for that uh, advice? Well, I would start with just a basic <laughs> book that if you haven't read it before, uh, uh, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman is one that I yeah. always recommend. And uh, another one called Keep Your Love On by Daniel mm-hmm. Danny Silk. That's just a good mm-hmm. love and relationship book. Uh, there's lots of great ones out there. Those are the two that I would recommend. Did mm-hmm. you have one you would recommend as well? Yeah, one that I really like on um, just for more for parents is just Raising Passionate Jesus Followers, The Power of Intentional Parenting by Phil Comer. And that's mm-hmm. um, John Mark Comer's parents kind of write that book. And it's so good just to hear. Yeah. Um, pastors and leaders talk about you know how do we be intentional with our parenting so that was definitely one of my one of my favorites Mm -hmm. well yeah one that that i'm reminded of as well is uh an old one by andy stanley called choosing to cheat and that was really helpful for us as well uh basically are you gonna cheat you know uh to church or, or work or are you gonna cheat wow. your family wow. and uh, just a basic principle but pretty powerful it was really helpful for us yeah. so yeah and i i don't ha- i'm not a big podcast listener I, I try to minimize the number that i listen to but i'm sure there's some great except for this one parenting right? of course this one yeah <laughs> but uh yeah but there there are some great ones out yeah. there but those are some books i would definitely recommend yeah well hey thank you guys so much for having this conversation <laughs> thank you. so many good things in this conversation and even i was taking it in as as i was asking you the questions um for for all of the resources that we mentioned we will link it in the show notes you can see all of those resources you can purchase those resources you can go to inewlife.church to visit our church you can listen to our messages online but as for now thank you guys for joining us and we will see you on the next podcast Mm -hmm.